This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Well, hi, Jürgen. I hope you're well. Uh, first of all, I just wanted to ask you about in St. John, because it wasn't that long ago that you met him at Melwood. I just wonder what impression he made on you that day. An outstanding impression. Ian was uh, said it before. Um, when you're in a club with really a lot of legends around you and you see them one time maybe only and then you are not sure about the name or something like that. But with Ian it was completely different because I saw the pictures on the wall here in Melwood and when Ian uh, came around the corner <laughs> he didn't change really. He didn't change over the years and he was in the late 70s that time and um, he still had his, all the smile in his eyes. You could see it, everything. He was just a, 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 a fantastic person. and. Um, so for me as a football fan is then in these moments it's really like um, you want to be you want to do right you want to understand each word you want to um, um, show the respect you have and it was so easy with him because he's um, yeah uh, a really nice and funny and smart person that was Ian St. John that day and I only met him that time um, all the things around I heard about him pictured exactly that that obviously because um, everybody was so positive about him and um, so now yeah um, another big another big one um, of Liverpool is not here anymore but in a better place um, and yeah that's on one side obviously sad and for his family and I feel really for his family but on the other side being such a good person as Ian and John was um, we all can be sure where we, where we will meet him again, if we will be nice as well. Looking ahead to the game against Chelsea, Jürgen, and there were lovely words, I should say, as well, by the way. Um, just looking ahead to the game, though, is Alisson OK to return? And, and do you also have Fabinho and Jota available too? So Ali trained now the full week, and yes, we should expect that he's able to return. Fab has now uh, five or six sessions in his legs. We have to make a decision how we how we deal with that. But looks good. Looks good. Is ready for the squad um, for sure. And Joga had now this um, yeah this little what is that stomach problem whatever whatever you can say. Um, and he trained yesterday only a little bit, so he was only out there for the warming up, Rondo and uh, and and had done a little run. So got the message this morning that he feels better again so we will see we will see what uh, what we can do with that um i said before it took exceptionally well but then unfortunately he got ill uh, overnight and um so now we have to see how he made how the steps how big the steps are he can make um towards the team again obviously we'll look at this as a big game in terms of league position also the first premier league meeting between yourself and thomas tuckle but what are you expecting from Chelsea under him? Oh, I think a, a lot of the things we saw already uh, in, in the games they played so far are very successful, obviously. Um, uh, clear philosophy, clear idea, um, absolute position-based, possession-based, um, different formations, um, 
yeah, he, he used the time and got immediate results, but used the time as well to get more knowledge about his squad. He changed quite a lot, and that's normal with the with the amount of, ga- of games we have. But um, he really changed a lot. I think pretty much all three left backs played. Emerson played, Alonso played, Gilwell played. Uh, Seven and a half maybe didn't change that often. Up front, a lot of options, changed them, tried them all. Um, it's I think just Mason Mount, Kovacic, and... Jorginho, also like the, the, the fixed points, um, maybe I missed now one, um, but all the other positions were, were very, he changed a lot just to to get all the information you need about the squad. And I think now they are a step um, further and we will face them now. So, um, yeah, it will be interesting. Thank you, Vinny. We'll go to Damien from uh, PLP. Hello, Jürgen. Um, just um, a lot has been made of Chelsea's defensive uh, Sort of form under uh, under Tuchel, uh, I think we've only conceded a couple of goals. Uh, is it going to be a night uh, where you need to be patient to avoid frustration setting in? Oh, I think first of all, it's quite difficult to get more possession than than than, than Chelsea. That, um, that that's I think that changed uh, maybe slightly uh, since Frank, um, but it's a the the, the it's a full package required. Let me say like this: so you have to, you have to to defend because they 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 let the ball roll. Let me say like this: there's a um, you have to work a lot, and um, then there are situations. It's not like you have the ball all the time and, and face a deep block. Um, there will be a deep block when we when we are when we could be dominant, but in other moments they are just defending in the right way and you stand the space you give them for counter attacks. So uh, yeah, patient you always have to be, but I'm not. But I don't think this is a game we have specifically patient. Um, you have to be patient in moments, you have to be lively in other moments, you have to be creative in moments, and you have to show your desire for defending in all the moments because this is a top team um, and um, they will have a lot of, they will ask for a lot and we should make, try to make sure that we have all the answers. Top four seems to be a minimum requirement if you're a Chelsea manager. You, you, you conceded the title. Um, what do you make of the race to, to, to qualify automatically for the Champions League? I think uh, a week ago um, we were out. Now we are around again. So for us, it's not faster that the, the, the challenge and the job is clear. We have to win. We have to win football games as many as possible um, to, to, to make it. In the top four, that's how it is. Um, we know that not only since since today, so we know that, and um, we cannot make a difference who we face. <laughs> so, um, but we know, of course, about about the quality of Chelsea, and Chelsea have the same targets. So it was since I'm in England, the first two years, I think, uh, first year we had no chance, and then we we had already kind of a fight. No, the, the two years later we had a fight with Chelsea, I think. Um, and um, to to get to the Champions League. So, but there are other teams. Obviously, there are neighbours. Um, is West Ham? Is Tottenham will come again? And and all these kind of things. And of course, Leicester, United, and maybe not really involved anymore. I'm not sure. Um, and City is obviously <laughs> um, already gone. So um, that's all clear. Yeah, for the neutral fan, it's exciting. Uh, for the Liverpool supporters, it's exciting as well. But maybe not in exactly the way he wants to. Um, but um, we will give it a proper try. Thank you, Damien. Uh, we'll take one from BBC Merseyside, which is uh, Carl, and then we'll go to James from TalkSport after that one. Carl. Hi, Jürgen. Um, I was just going to ask you about uh, going back to Ian St. John and how you've met the legends of the club. How important is it to speak to the legends of the club? How educational is it talking to them? 
to understand the club, you have you have to meet as as many as possible. I would say so um, because it's one thing what the people tell you from inside the club and others who who will tell you about from outside the club, and then you get uh, uh, some different, completely different information from the players who were from the players of the past because they um, they know about uh, they want to know in absolutely they know properly how to how you feel when you go out there on the pitch and all these kind of things and how nice it is and what it gives you and um, and they tell you all these these wonderful old stories um and that's the that's actually the 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 the, the feeding or the petrol of the of dreams so even if they tell you that you want to have it as well um and so it gives you some ground um, for the things you are cannot, you don't really know what you want to have in the future. If they tell you, you know, okay, that's exactly what I want, just in a different year, but exactly that. And and Ian was obviously I, I didn't even know because I never saw the show, but I heard then he was a a, a TV personality as well, so he was a, a, a really famous for that. And I didn't know it when I heard it afterwards. I thought, ah, okay, that makes sense. Because he was really he, he he used his world words really well. It was very funny and very entertaining. So um, I have only the best moments. It's um, it's it's so nice now. Um, and his sad moment that my memories are very personal. And if it was only an hour or so, but um, that gives me really, um, yeah, some good feelings as well. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Jürgen, are you looking forward to seeing Thomas tomorrow? You've obviously known each other for a very long time, but you won't have seen him for a, for a long while. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think I think we met each other in the summer when I was at Mainz uh, for a few days and he as well. So I met two of my former players for breakfast and mm-hmm. I think I saw Thomas and his wife. I, I, but I, I think it was this summer. And um, so that was the last time. And before that, when we played PSG, when we played um, Dortmund, and before that, when we played Mainz, and, and because I was manager of Dortmund, he was manager of Mainz. So it's not that Thomas and I meet um, constantly or ever met constantly. It's just not possible in this job. And um, But when we see each other, it's rather nice. Okay. Thank you, James. Carl from PA, and then we go to Mark Ogden from ESPN, and then Nick from Haters to finish the open section of the cup. Hi, Jürgen. Hi, Carl. Hi. Um, you said Fabinho is now is now ready to return. Where do you see him returning? In which position? Do you will you bring him back in centre back, or do you think those two centre backs who who performed at Sheffield United so well will will continue and you can bring Fabinho back into midfield? Both is possible. <laughs> uh, no, it's true. Both is possible. That is good. So it gives us options and different moments. I think. Um, if he can find a way to to bring Fab back in midfield, that would be in some games quite helpful, just because he has this. So I think the most consistent player this season probably is is Gini Wijnaldum. Yeah, long may it continue. So um, and he played the six, he played pretty much all the positions and all these kind of things. Um, and so, but with Fab on six that in some games would be absolutely helpful so um we, we will see so but that's now both both things are really intense if you play center half or you play six last time you know in the past now we had to bring the players when they came back always immediately because another player um left the pitch the game before injured or whatever and uh, this time we don't have to do that 
first time maybe, but there's still a lot of games to come. So um, we will see. Um, is Fab close enough to start or is he um, re only ready for the bench? It would be already completely fine. And then which position? So that that these decisions are obviously still to, to make. Um, and um, if when I even if I would have made them already, I wouldn't tell you exactly what the decision um, is. So let's see. Okay, I was just thinking. Obviously, you've had so many seventeen different centre back starting partnerships. I was wondering whether say you need to maybe that, get that those two to develop. A, a that number obviously. I heard already 19, then I heard 20, it's, it's 18. I think it's 18, I don't know. Martin thinks it's 18. I'm guessing. Okay. It's a lot. Yeah. We, we, can't go, <laughs> we can't go through it all together. No, let's not do that. We, I think, yeah, Carl, Carl sorry, we interrupted you with your questions, yeah. but this gives you a chance. You still can give uh, can have a uh, question. Yeah, I was, I was saying that because you've had so many changes, you know, do, do you look to... Now you've got two centre backs who are playing there. Can you look to get them to establish a partnership so therefore you don't have to bring in Fab to play with Ozan or Fab to play with Phillips? Or stability would always be great if you could do that. So for me, there's no need. Both did really well. Um, I heard I, because I didn't see it in the game. I heard there were people were quite critical with with both of them, which is really picky to be honest. Um, but um, so yes, yeah, stability would be great. Um, but we changed it that often. Maybe we make a habit of it. I, I, I really, I don't, I don't know. It, it's, uh, I know, but I will not say here what we do. So that's that's the that's actually the the case. Okay, last two questions. We've got Mark Ogden from ESPN and then Nick from HS. Mark. Hi, Jürgen. Um, in three weeks' time, you've got an international break, um, World Cup qualifiers all over the globe, and you've got you've got three Brazilians and one Portuguese who. If they are called up for the countries, they'll have to go to red zone countries, red list countries, which may involve uh, ten day quarantine when they get back. Have you got any clarity as to whether there'll be an exemption? And are you are you concerned about players travelling to countries that are currently on the banned list in the UK? There are different things what you could say about that. So first and foremost, we are concerned yes, uh, about all the things. So we obviously um, all the things which happened. Like from a from a um, virus point of view, in the last few months, we always when when we when somebody had to leave the bubble. So in the bubble, we didn't have then we were not without cases. We are now without cases for a long, long time, but um, not over the whole time. But it never spread or whatever. It was just the case, and then um, self isolation and come again. But the, the, there were two periods. It was the international last international break when um, more cases um, than before came up and there was the Christmas period, obviously, uh, which we all were involved. Um, so like the whole society uh, was a challenge for all of us. And now it's all going obviously in England in the right direction. It looks really all positive and promising. Yes, and we are concerned about these kind of things. The only problem I have, and so on, what is a red list country? Um, so, like England is doing really well in the moment, and I think we are on the red list for some other countries. I'm not sure on the red list, but um, it's not easy for, for us to travel from England, obviously. Um, so, having more information would be great. We don't get the information. I think the FIFA um, was kind of clear. We don't first, we don't have to. Um, let the players go this time, and and I think all the clubs agree with the, with the same problems that um, 
we cannot let the boys just go and then sort the situation when they come back, visit our players in a 10-day quarantine in a hotel or whatever. That's just not possible. Um, I understand the, the, the need of the different FAs, but this is a time where you cannot make everybody happy. So, um, and we have to admit that um, the, the players are paid by the clubs. So that means uh, we have to be first priority. That's how it is. And um, that means now with all understanding for the different needs and the, and the competitions, competitions coming up in the summer, um, I get it really, but um, how I said, you cannot make everybody happy in the same time in this period of our lives. And uh, that's why we are not 100% sure because it's not clear because some countries may, might change the, um, um, the venues where they play. They go to not red zone countries or all these kind of things. So it's the whole situation. It's similar to the, to the Champions League where we play and these kind of things. You have, we always have to wait until the last second pretty much um, because people need time to make decisions. And we don't think too much about it because we, can, we are not influential in it. We just deal with the things other people decided. And um, so, yeah, we got kind of used to it. But how's that? I think everybody agrees. Um, we cannot let the players go and just so for, for playing for the country and coming back and have to quarantine for 10 days in a hotel. That's not how we can do it. Thanks, Matt. I'm going to go to Nick for haters. Can the guys for the breakout section, which we're going to embargo, start doing the hands up. We'll take a few of you. But Nick, last question in the open. Hi, Jürgen. Thanks for your, your patience and your time. Um, a big game, Liverpool v Chelsea, but it must be huge in Germany now with you and Thomas Tuchel. I just wonder if you could just expand a bit on your relationship with him and you have that sort of relationship where you might even have a personal rivalry to be the top German manager in the Premier League. <laughs> well, so I don't know how big it is in Germany, to be honest. It's a while ago that I let... Well, I didn't read anything about it yet, to be honest. Um, it's not too important. Um, who is the top manager in the Premier League? Yeah. So that's a competition for other people to be interested in. Um, I'm interested in winning that football game. Um, and that's all. And Thomas is the same. So we know each other for a long, long time. We have kind of a, a common history, if you want. He worked for Mainz like I did. He worked for Dortmund like I did. So we know a lot of people. Um, yeah, pretty much a lot of people we know are the same, <laughs> let me say it like this, and work together with them. Um, and... That's it. But now Thomas was for three years roundabout in, in Paris. Before that, he had probably a year break. So like four years already. Uh, or I'm not 100% sure, maybe only three years altogether. But we didn't play a lot against each other. We played in the Champions League. We played in the European League with Dortmund. That's it in the last five and a half years. Um, and I think he's an outstanding, outstanding coach or manager, however you want to call it. Um, and will be tricky to play his team like it always was tricky because he's a good one. You've been listening to the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.